Hello and welcome to the Level Up Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Harrell. As Dr. John C. Maxwell says, everything rises and falls on leadership. I will be interviewing CEOs, executive team members, and other leaders that are respected in the marketplace so that you can learn from their real-life experiences. Our goal is to help you level up, and more importantly, raise your leadership lid with practical action items that will help you make an even greater impact on the people you lead and the organizations you steward. If you're looking to level up your influence, then this is the podcast for you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. All right, and today we have the privilege of being with Jenny Lord, and uh, she is an amazing woman, married with four children. She absolutely loves fitness, and uh, she's the CEO of a thriving organization that was created to systematically transform the foster and adoption system. Jenny, it's so great to have you. Thank you, Chris. Great to be here with you. Well, I gave a, a brief introduction to some of the things about you. Uh, is there anything you want to fill in the gaps on? No, no. I'll let you, you ask the questions. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, well, let's just start off with something that I always love to do. What's something that the audience may not know about you? So I lead a nonprofit organization, which you're going to see in some bio or write-up probably if you're listening to this. Um, but what many people don't know about me is I actually don't have a nonprofit background. I don't have a government background. I don't have a social work background. Um, but similar to many people's journey, I backed into this space quite by accident. I just had a heart to do good and had no idea what I was doing. And somehow this organization is built up around me now. But I didn't get into it because of pedigree. <laughs> Well, that's awesome. And uh, as you and I have chatted before, uh, your personal experience is definitely a motivator that has uh, fueled the Chosen organization. Why don't you share a little bit about Chosen? So Chosen, our mission is to help children heal from trauma by strengthening their families. I like to qualify that word trauma because it's overused, but that trauma that our population has experienced comes from abuse, neglect, loss, grief, and abandonment. And um, we serve the foster and adoptive families in our community. We also serve kinship families. That's like grandparents who are raising grandchildren and birth families who can safely be reunified. And our organization has evolved over the last 12 or 13 years, um, doing something quite different than where we first started. But it was birthed out of my own personal passion. Um, I have a brother that was adopted out of foster care who came into our family when I was a freshman in college. And so that experience marked me greatly. Um, his adoption took almost five years to complete. And um, I saw the inside of the child welfare system up close and personal. And I saw the fractures. I saw how children could slip through the cracks um, in a system that's designed to protect them. And my heart was ignited um, to do something about it. Wow, that, that is a... Uh... That's a powerful story. And I know that the organization is thriving, it's growing, and, and the impact is huge. I hear your name often in my uh, circles of women. My wife is a uh, huge uh, just fan of the organization and has uh, been participating in running events, 5Ks, and have marathons and whatnot. Um, and I know the draw to impacting kids is, is huge uh, in the San Antonio market for sure. So, well, Jenny, we're, we're here to talk about leadership. And I know you've had uh, many experiences in your journey. Uh, you have a degree in communications, psychology, counseling. It sounds like you've got all the pieces 
<laughs> to be a successful leader. But oftentimes there's a lot we learn on the fly, right? So how does your leadership journey actually begin? How did my leadership journey actually begin? I was thinking about this. Um, this is something that people I've never shared this publicly, but I think my leadership journey actually began um, in third grade. My uh, favorite book was Little Miss Bossy. And so um, that was a foreshadowing of things to come. <laughs> Obviously there was some leadership potential there if that was my favorite book. Um, but seriously, my, my first leadership opportunity really came, I was about 22, 23 years old. And a pastor in our church asked me to lead some young women um, who were in college to be a leader of leaders in the college group. And I was very passionate about that because I was not walking with the Lord when I was in college. And, you know, I think that as we grow in our own leadership, and this is why I'm here today with you on this podcast, if I can spare anyone or share any wisdom that I've learned to, to spare somebody from similar mistakes or just share in the wisdom that God has afforded me. I wanted to do that. And so I was in a position to pour into young ladies and to help them grow in their relationship with the Lord. And that really catapulted me into the leadership realm because I did not feel equipped to be in that mm -hmm. space, but I was obedient. Wow. Well, and you've grown through it, right? Uh, Absolutely. Which is incredible. Um, you know, Obviously, leadership is not for everyone. There's people that uh, just want to show up and do their part on the mission. And I believe that everybody, regardless of their role, they're carrying a different bag of responsibilities, right? And, and uh, to be at the helm and driving the ship, if you will, um, there, are, there are a lot of things you're going to learn along the way. So what fuels you every single day to lead the team that you do? You know, it's a, it's a privilege and it's, um, it really is humbling. Uh, despite what I said about being Little Miss Bossy, um, you know, I'm, I don't want to be anybody's boss, but I take seriously the role that God's called me to be as a leader. And what makes me show up every day is I, my heart is bent for systemic transformation in the child welfare system. I've, I believe that the kingdom of God can influence that system to bring about the changes that are needed. And I feel like God has commissioned me to do that. And that was my obedience yes to him. So that, that's what makes me wake up every day. But what, what secondarily drives me forward in my own leadership journey with my team is, and this has been, a, it's like a bonus because I, I didn't know what I was getting into, but when you get to see your team members design, like them flourish in God's design and to come into their potential and to flourish in their own growth, like that is so incredibly rewarding. So um, that's another reason I show up every day and, and wear the hat that I do. I love that. I, I could not agree more watching the transformation of people and fulfilling their purpose. And like you said, God's plan for their life is, uh, it's the sweetest place to be right on a daily basis. So good for you. That's awesome. Uh, all right. Well, kind of changing gears. What would you say your biggest challenge or learning opportunity has been as a leader? I'm sure you've had a few <laughs> and, and it may not have one that stands out so much, but what's one that's memorable for you? The biggest challenge or opportunity. You know, I think, and this is what I would tell emerging leaders. I know this podcast is really designed to help people in their own leadership journey. And 
oftentimes people get into a role, maybe it's ambition, maybe it's passion. In my case, it was passion. I, I just had a heart. I wanted to do something about what I saw as a problem and I wanted to help and be a part of the solution. And you can go off with guns blazing sometimes in that obedient yes and not really be super informed. And what I have learned over the years is to seek wise counsel uh, from peers and colleagues and people who have gone before me and who can offer me leadership um, encouragement and learn from their wisdom around HR issues and building and scaling an organization, like things that I didn't know 12 years ago. Like I, I just didn't know the right questions to ask in the beginning. And so I think part of my biggest challenge has just been overcoming what I didn't know out of ignorance. Um, but learning over the years to surround myself with people who could give me wise counsel has been absolutely critical to my own leadership development. That is absolutely awesome. And, you know, wise counsel, I'm a, I'm a huge, huge believer in that. What actually drove you in that direction? Was that something that you were getting nudged by other leaders or, you know, truly getting after it and, and saying, I need these people in my life. How did you go about that kind of decision-making process? Yeah. So, you know, I know God's word and, um, and says that we, our plan succeed with the, the counsel of many wise advisors, right. And Proverbs. And so I had had taste of that in ministry endeavors and things like that. But about eight years ago, um, a, a local gentleman, a leader in his own right, invited me to a breakfast um, to come and learn more about CEO peer groups, Christian peer groups, where you could sit around a table with Christian peers on a monthly basis and glean from their wisdom. And at the time, we were getting calls from around the country to bring our services into other communities outside of San Antonio. And there was such a huge need for what we were doing, but I had no idea how to scale an organization. So when I went to this breakfast and got exposure to what that those peer groups could look like, I was like, oh, this is an answer to my prayer of, of surrounding myself with people who would help me grow as I'm growing an organization. So that was really um, my foray into it, if you will. Oh, that's great. And uh, again, I'm, I'm a huge fan of that model. It is, uh, it's been transformative in my life. And I know that my team is better as a result of seeking out that wise counsel. So that's awesome. Well, in some of the research that I did, uh, I noticed that you have implemented a systematic process uh, of attraction. I actually did that with our team and, uh, you know, just going in a different direction again, how important do you believe that is for people that are setting out, you know, building the mission, vision, core values, that kind of a thing? Well, first of all, core values are foundational to your culture and to a thriving organization. I'm extremely passionate about that. They have to be lived core values that are aligned with certain expected behaviors, not just ideals. Um, so I could talk all day about that and maybe that's for another time but um it's obviously foundational and mission is where you're going right and and helps frame frame what you're doing and helps give you boundaries you and your team boundaries as you make decisions but traction for us was um it was a game changer that recommendation to utilize traction actually came from another ceo peer who knew me and knew our organization, he recognized in me that I was a visionary and he said, you need an integrator and you need to go read this book. 
And so I did read the book about four and a half years ago and decided that we were going to self-implement um, traction, EOS, the EOS model, which is entrepreneurial operating system for those of you who are not familiar with it. And um, the premise of the book is that every organization needs a certain structure to help you break through the glass ceiling. Every business reaches a glass ceiling and you have to have a systematic structured way to move to the next level. And I knew that, that was true for us. And um, I also knew that self-implementing was gonna be extremely difficult. And so uh, because we were gonna do that and as a nonprofit, we were gonna do that. I was wholly committed to that process. I steeped myself in um, learning so that we could implement the structure and it did what the book says it will do. We broke through that glass ceiling and really took the organization to a whole nother level. And our team loves it. EOS, um, that system has become part of our culture. But the main thing is it sets expectations and there's a structured way for accountability. And there's just no way to hide um, when you have that structure in place. And so that has been extremely healthy for our organization and helped us make the right decisions as we're growing. So true. Yep. And, and you nailed uh, one of the things that I was going to bring up about that around accountability, the, the org chart versus the accountability chart, right? And, and what parts of the organization do you actually own and are responsible for? And uh, no doubt that was a tremendous impact on the team. Um, well, that's one book that, uh, that was obviously brought up to you. If you were to recommend couple books that are some of your favorite books on leadership and development uh, or podcasts. Um, what would you recommend? So my favorite podcast, probably the most influential podcast for me over the last seven or eight years is Entree Leadership. It's one of um, Dave Ramsey's products and they get the best talent, you know, um, that speak on that podcast. And I feel like they've mentored me. They don't know me at all, <laughs> but they have mentored me over the years and I've learned so much from that. And, you know, it's not just head knowledge. It's really about applying the knowledge that you've learned, but that has been an invaluable resource to me over the years. Uh, this year, I read a book called B, uh, what is that? B 2.0. And it's a Jim Collins book. And it's really a follow-up to, to good to great from, it's a follow-up to his book, Good to Great, and um, it has helped me think about how are we going to move from being an entrepreneurial um, organization to a lasting organization, and what are the characteristics of that, and that has been really a phenomenal teacher for me this year. I'm a huge fan of Jim Collins and, and the Good to Great, so I don't have that book, uh, but I will be getting that today for sure, and uh, Entree Leadership, I just started listening to that a few months ago, and uh, it's incredible. And the leaders they bring in are from different parts of the organization too. And uh, so happy to hear that you're a fan of that. And it's made that kind of an impact because there's so many we can get lost in that are just kind of fluff, right? Um, but they really get into the details. So very cool. Very cool. Thanks for sharing those. And I will have those in the show notes. And Jenny, you know, I have one last question for you. I know you're a busy lady. Uh, so I appreciate everything you've shared so far, you know, for that emerging leader that we've been talking about. Uh, if you were to start your journey over again, today with all the wisdom you've gained over the years, the wise counsel, the books, the podcasts, the, the leaders that you have rubbed shoulders with and gleaned wisdom from, what would you do different? And what, what kind of advice would you give that emerging leader? So I, I goes back to some things I've already shared. I would say um, number one, 
well, I didn't say this. This is the most important thing. Number one, pray, pray. Uh, we have an all seeing, all knowing God who sees around the corner and knows the right doors to open and the right connections for you. And, um, you know, with prayer, our plans succeed. And so we want, we want the wise counsel from the Lord to guide and our guide us in our journey. And if that's not part of your journey, and um, I would encourage you to explore that as a possibility, because for me, I know how finite my scope is and I'm, I need dependence on higher power. Um, so number one, pray. And number two, I've already kind of shared this, but surrounding yourself with people who are going to give you wise counsel and seek people out that have done what you want to do. Um, I think what I have found is rarely people love to share what they know. Right? They love to share advice. And so, and, and when you've got a few gray hairs, like I do, um, you, you want to pour into people. Um, and so that's just becomes part of maturity and seeking out that wise counsel is so incredibly important. And I don't mean like a one-time thing. I mean, like people who are going to consistently speak into your life and you're going to share your plans with them and get critical feedback because they have different perspective perspectives and vantage points than you do. And, um, that really is extremely helpful. Uh, I, all I can say that is amen. Amen to the praying and amen to the wise counsel. I, I, uh, I love that. And I, I could not agree more there. I believe that, um, but I don't see any gray hair that you're referring to. So, uh, but, but you're packing the wisdom on. So oh, they uh, have special products for that. You know, let me, let me add on to, let me add on to one thing that I said about surrounding yourself with people because it, it's in the same vein, but as you grow, as you grow an organization or you grow a team or a department, it's not just the outside council. It's also surrounding yourself with leaders and staff who, who have different strengths and talents than you do. I am one person um, who could not possibly have the impact in our community that I do alone, but I have surrounded myself with team members who are incredible. And so recruiting the right kind of talent to help you with the team that you need is so incredibly important. I cannot overstate how important hiring decisions are. That is so good. And I'm so glad you brought that up since we hadn't discussed that up to this point, the, the complementary leadership that shows up in areas where we're, we are weak, right? We grow up as kids and people want us to be the all talented and all things. And, you know, as we mature, hopefully we recognize that you need compliments around you to do the job because he gives us our own gifts for a reason to use our gifts and to bring others into, to complete the task. So well, Jenny, you have uh, imparted so much wisdom today. It's been a blessing to have you, and I've learned a lot. I'm going to be including uh, a lot of the notes in the show notes and your, your book and podcast recommendation, and I just wish you the best with Chosen, and uh, your team is very lucky to have you, and we'll be praying for all the things that are in front of you in the days, weeks, and months ahead. All right, Chris. Thank you so much for having me today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye.